0: Greetings listeners, welcome to My Sir's Voice. Today, you will listen to Chapter 2, Lost Spring Stories of Stolen Childhood, written by Anish Jung, who was born in Roorkela and spent her childhood and adolescence in Hyderabad. Through these stories, she analyzes the grinding poverty and traditions which condemn these children to a life of exploitation. These children here indicates the poor children, the children from marginalized and tribal communities, the children who have to support their parents in their life. The chapter has two stories, one, sometimes I find a rupee in the garbage and two, I want to drive a car. Today, you listen to story number one, episode one, sometimes I find a rupee in the garbage. This story is of a boy named Saheb A. Alam, the rag picker. It so happens that every day, the author, Anish Chung, observes Saheb picking rag. One fine day, she inquires, why does he do this? Strangely, he answers in search of gold. Actually, gold, your means to find the garbage and to encash it and earn money. And this would help them to earn their bread for the day. Furthermore, she comes to know from Sahib's mother that how and why had they come to Delhi, Simapuri. It was just because during the floods and storms, their fields and homes were washed off. In search of a better life, this family shifts to Delhi and the so-called Simapuri, the area known for rag-picking. The poor family had to live a hand-to-mouth life. The interrogation continues and Anish Jung now talks to Sahib, asking him why he does not attend school. Sahib answers bluntly, saying that there is no school in his neighborhood. The author then finds that the remark that she made was very glibble, here the word glibble or glibbly means thoughtless. She had asked him about the school and he responded to attend the school if at all sahib e. alam would get a chance to attend the school opened by anish Jung. Anish jang makes a promise that she would surely start a school but then afterwards she realizes that the promises that people make to such children are hollow, the very much same that she had made. This is how Anish Jung tells us that the world is very bleak for these children. People like us, we meet the poor children, we talk to them and we give them hopes to live in, but we don't stand firm with the hope. So this is the part where we come to know. How the author meets Sahibe Alam and how the interaction goes on. Now, let's see the irony in the name of Sahibe Alam. After months of knowing him, the author asks him his complete name and he announces Sahibe Alam, which actually means Lord of the Universe. The irony here is, Lord of the Universe is exactly the opposite way for sahebe alam as he is the Lord of rags and not of universe. Even if he comes to know the meaning of his name, it would be very hard time for him to believe why he is carrying this name. Furthermore, when Anish Jung is exploring the life of these poor children, she finds that these children are moving about the place barefoot and they are represented as morning birds moving very happily and contented in their life for having no footwears. When she questions one of the boy why they do not wear the chappals the answer is very strange and awkward. The boy answers Anish Jung saying that It is the tradition to move without footwear and the parents, especially the mother, did not bring the footwares down the shelf. She would give them only when it was some occasion. These boys were very happy in collecting rags but Anish Jung felt very bad and she feels that something is to be done for these children's betterment. In the next episode, we will listen to how the story of a Urpi man makes a change in the thought of Anish Jung. Listeners, you are listening to Lost Spring by Anish Jung, Story 1, Sometimes I Find a Rupee in the Garbage, Episode 2. Now Anish Jung remembers a story a man from Udpi once had told her. As a young boy, this man would go to school, past an old temple where his father was a priest. He would stop briefly at the temple and pray for a pair of shoes. This was the story 30 years before. Thirty years after, when Anish Jung visits the same town and the same temple, she finds a new priest and there is a young boy. This young boy is well dressed in school uniform, the grey uniform, is wearing socks and shoes and he is indeed very satisfied and contented. This tells us that after generations, the conditions do change but on the contrary, when Anish Jung reflects over the ragpicking people, she finds that these people remain shoeless for many years. Her acquaintance with the barefoot ragpickers leads Anish Jung to Simapuri. Simapuri is a place on the periphery of Delhi, yet miles away from it, metaphorically. This is because Delhi is a metro city and has all facilities, but when you look at Simapuri, it is devoid of any facility. See, Mapuri is full of structure of mud with roofs of tin and tarpaulin. The hutments; it is devoid of sewage. There is drainage, there is running water and the conditions are worst. 10,000 rack pickers live there and they live there for more than 30 years without an identity. When she is questioning about an identity, the people there, they say that food is more important for survival than an identity. And they are satisfied to provide food to the family members at the end of the day. And this is how they feel that if they have a house or a, a roof, even if it is leaking, it is okay for them because that is how they are surviving. The people there also said that children grow up with them. The children become their partners in rat picking and this is how they live their life. The interaction was with the women from Simapuri. The women seemed to be in tattered saris, and they seemed to be satisfied because they had earned their living by rack picking. Rack picking has become a business for them and garbage to them was cold. Now here, Anish Jung is trying to tell us the different meaning of garbage for the adults, for the children and the people in Simapuri. So, for the adults, they would encash the garbage and thus it would be equal to gold. For the children, it would be even more for them as they would find some toys, sometimes a rupee, sometimes a 10 rupee note and uh, that is how it would help them to keep on scrounging. For, to scrounge is to look, to look for. So, they they would have a lot of hopes to find more and more in the garbage. So, it seems that for children, garbage has a meaning different from what it means to their parents. For children, it is wrapped in the wonder. For the elders, it is the means of survival. So, this is how we get different meanings of garbage. Now, we will see how Sahib turns his life and uh, he is into the so-called job of a tea vendor. One winter morning when uh, Sahib was just standing by the fence gate of the neighborhood club watching two young men dressed in white playing tennis. He just talked to Anish Jung saying that he likes the game and uh, he would like to wear the tennis shoes. So these children are devoid of footwears but still he keeps some hopes to wear the shoes And the shoes that he would get, that also from the garbage, would be some torn shoes, some used up shoes. And uh, this is how he had a dream of uh, playing tennis, but then this dream remains unfulfilled. He would find a shoe in the garbage with one hole or thrown by some rich boy. The game that he is watching is so intently out of his reach, indicates that he can never, ever in his life play tennis, but just play in his dreams. The next morning, when Sahib was on his way to the milk booth, the author comes across Anis Jung talks to him, and she finds that Anish, uh, she finds that Sahib-e-Alam is with a steel canister. A steel canister is a kettle, you can say, or a can that holds tea. So, he is serving tea uh, to all the people and he is paid 800 rupees at and all his meals. So, Anish Chang inquires whether he likes this job, and when she finds his pale face, it is very clear that he has lost his freedom, he has lost his carefree look and the tea canister seems to be very heavy then the bag of the rag he would carry on his shoulders so the bag was his his indicates it was his time for collecting the garbage and enjoying in the garbage finding some toys sometimes finding some coins and so on But now he is confined to a job and he is a bonded laborer. He had to work day in and day out serving tea for so many people. Though he would get rupees 800, it had not given him the joy that a 10 rupee note or a coin would give in the garbage. Because being a child, he was totally inclined to a playway life, a life full of freedom, and now he was the slave of a master where he had to uh, just give the tea on the orders by his master. So thus the story ends telling us the pathetic ending of Sahib as Sahib is no longer his own master. Thank you.